Live from State Street in the heart of Chicago, you are listening to the new home of the Chicago Bears, ESPN Chicago. And this is Carmen and Yurko, WMVP, WSHE, HD2 Chicago, a good Karma Brands radio station. Hope you're having a great day. It's Carmen and York live in our State Street studios. Watch us today and every day on the station's YouTube page. Make sure uh, make sure you click and subscribe. You'll get fun videos we do. Watch the show every day. Make sure you have the ESPN Chicago app on your smartphone. It's a great way to listen live or catch up on demand. New Unhinged a little bit later uh, in the week for everybody. Sylvie's gone this week. I think me, you, and Watt will have to hop in studio one day. Fire up and unhinged for the week. We'll cross talk with Waddle and Sylvie a little bit later. We'll see if Tommy can get in. We can do it upstairs or we can do it in that one office that we sit in. Yeah. Well, he can do it at home. It's easy that way now. You know, they they come in later because they're on a little bit later. So he might be motivated. You don't know. Why why not test his motivation? You want to ask him today? Yeah, let's test his motivation. All right. We'll test his motivation today. Meller's going to be sitting in today with Tommy. Uh, Bleck will ride solo tonight. Abdallah's sick again. Hopefully he's back tomorrow. But Bleck will ride solo tonight, 7.30 after well, Bears Weekly. Let's not get him here too early either. You know what I'm saying? Hey, well, I got still... antibodies, baby. I'm good. But you so, guys, I worry about you. They right? matter now, huh? They've antibodies? always mattered. Have they? Don't be a smart ass. Today in 2020? I've got, my, I've got my flu mm-hmm. antibodies. Mm-hmm. I had the flu in December. I'm good. And then if I'm you guys had it, <laughs> listen, if you had it, I had it. Yeah, I but you never really cough, got that sick. But it doesn't matter. Well, I'm, the flu knocks you on your ass. Harm, I'm Croatian. What does that mean? It means naturally. <laughs> uh, I'm a little bit more uh, set, you know, a little healthier. Really? A little healthier, yeah. Those anchovies. Well, uh, anchovies, sardines. sardines, baby. Sardines that you the eat. Sardines, not the anchovies. Sardines. I got my antibodies, but I, I, we had it really go through this office like in December. It yeah. seems like Abdallah got it on the back end here. He has not been very healthy the last couple of days, so hopefully he's better. Well, yeah, Tomorrow, hopefully he feels better. Yeah. Hopefully he feels But you're right. You never want a guy that's really sick. Stay home. Rushing back to work too soon. I plan on being off Monday through Friday next week because I plan on having the flu. You're smart ass. That's not true. Is, is Monday the holiday or is that next one? Hol- holiday? Yeah, holiday is President's Day is on Monday. That's the Monday, 19th, right? Yeah. The 19th. Yes. Yes. So uh, traffic won't be bad. It's a uh, it's a government good holiday. It's a good day to be on the road. Good day to be on the road. Good day to be on the road. Good day to be in my yeah. Look at this. Streets are clean. No snow. Oh, I, come on! I love it. I love I, it. Doesn't bother me. They're getting hit in Boston today. Mayor Wu up there, not a happy camper. Told the kids to stay home. E learning. She uh, easy said we're going to get eight to. to she goes, we're going to get eight to twelve. And you know how much I like that. City's going to have to be out there with the street cleaners and everything. You know, well, it's good to see the city work sometimes, Carm. I think she's proud of Boston. You um, okay? I'm talking about the city, the what? services, the ability to perform in a must-perform situation like that. I'm just thinking like of the press conference. It's in my head now. <laughs> uh, we'll get back out and grab some of your calls Let's in a little do bit. It. You wanted to talk, to talk about this yesterday. We didn't because of the Super Bowl. The PGA Tour's got a prop. They've built a monster. Well, they have built a monster. Uh, with the waste management. And now they're going to say that they've admitted Scottsdale. this is in Scottsdale. Yeah. They've said, okay, this is a problem. Uh, the videos that surfaced over the weekend, yeah. you know, it, it made it, it, it honestly. Drunken buffoons. It, it made a Bills pregame tailgate. Yeah. Yeah. You know, look like a meeting of the Tabernacle Choir. For I mean, all that was like, missing were the plastic phalluses all over the place. Uh, and I'm that's all that was missing. We didn't see those. Yeah. I mean, yeah. uh, the 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 drunkenness, uh, 
And I know we probably sound like old men, and we are. I mean, well, this, the, nobody the likes to party more than I do. Yeah, but you don't run around like a complete no. uh, maniac. I mean, I was hammered on Pinehurst number four last year. Yeah. Uh, I mean, to the point where I was making it up the 18th hole, and I saw two pins. You know what I'm saying? I like to have a good time on a golf course. We all like to have a good time yeah. every once in a while, and you, know, you go a little crazy, but mod on. I mean, the, it the, was out of hand in the mud, the rains that had come through, uh, all the walking on that stuff has destroyed. The non-golfing portions of the course, the mounding at all those TPC courses, uh, naturally set up for the fans to be able to sit up on top. You don't necessarily need seating on a TPC course. But uh, the drunken buffoonery, and then on Sunday, the engaging with the players while they're swinging uh, led to a couple of situations where Zach Johnson felt he had to speak up. And Billy Horschel felt like he had to say something while one of his guys was hitting the ball. And he told him to shut the hell up. This is our job. So I, I don't necessarily get it bad. But Zach Johnson, he's the Johnson that doesn't even matter. Dustin Johnson's the only Johnson in any golfer. Dustin Johnson's the only Johnson anybody cares about. You, sir, are a failed Ryder Cup captain. Why? What are you even doing playing golf? That's hard. Your head your should account. be hung in shame. He should account. be flogging himself in the forest somewhere, punishing himself for making the choices he made. Uh, captain's uh, picks, right? Used to be 10 or 12 were automatic, and the captain could only screw up two picks. Well, what is it now? This guy screwed up four picks. Is that right? Yeah, absolutely. Uh. Well, but you well, even said it yesterday. Did they sort of lose control a little bit here? I mean, is the, the PGA have to uh, think they about have. The pendulum needs to swing the other way. Uh, it's, it's been great for the city of Scottsdale. It's been great for people wanting to go one golf tournament. Problem is, you got a bunch of people that are going to the golf tournament don't care about golf. Right. Now it's just a They're party. They're there for the party. It's like Mardi Gras. They're there to have a great time. They're there for the warm weather. They had neither warm weather or good weather this year. Mm-hmm. They had lousy weather. And then what do people do when there's lousy weather and you're delaying things? They drink. Oof. They drink. They had frost one morning. They had to wait. Was that the Saturday, frost? Wasn't yeah. it, I think? They had those, uh, Friday, I think, or Thursday, or the opening Friday. day. Either way, what are you going to do when you're allowing all these people on the course and there's no golf? Serve it up, baby. And they're all coming there in like their little jumpers, identical mm-hmm. jumpers. Everybody's got the themes. It's all that. What do you think they're going to do? It's what like spring break. It's like just... drunken fools. I mean, what happened to the days you just you went to see a golf tournament with your buddies, you drank and you had fun. That you're dressing up in matching uh, outfits yes. now. I mean, what, that what is wrong the with the, our there a long time ago? That that became a party. And now, listen, when I was in Cleveland in 1999, there was a guy that went to school at Arizona State. He was a long snapper, and he said it's one of the greatest tournaments ever. And I was talking to him in March. We were doing our off-season program. He said, I just got back from it. It was unbelievable 1999. It was a party. His reputation now, it may not have grown here, but for the people out there, they knew, they knew. exactly how great the tournament was. But now it's it's gone too far. Now you got to nip it in the bud. Right. Now you got to sacrifice revenues. And it sounds like they're going to do that, right? They the week. cut off alcohol sales. They, on Saturday, Saturday, they had to so, cut yeah. off alcohol Sunday. sales. Sunday. Oh, Saturday and Sunday? Yes. I know they did Saturday, too. Yeah. They had to cut off alcohol sales. They had to stop people. They, they quit allowing people in. They said it was for the safety of the fans. It's become a complete yeah. bleep uh, yeah. show. <laughs> well, that's what the PJ wanted. That's what they got. Well, you got it. You created you a monster. It. You created a blank show. Yeah. Now you got yourself one. Congratulations, guys. And they wanted to replicate that experience everywhere across the PJ tour. Are they rethinking things? This is like Happy Gilmore. Yeah. Might you be thinking something else now? Huh? I don't even know who the president is anymore. Where's Dean Beeman when you need him? It's um... Right? 
Where's Dean Beam? Dean Beeman when you need him? No, the president of the P- the uh, of the PGA Tour, the commissioner. You mean? Yeah, the one that didn't want to get in bed with Saudi Arabia. It's Jay something. Yeah, Jay Monahan. Jay Monahan. Moynihan or Monahan. He didn't want to get in bed with Saudi Arabia. Where's he at now? In bed with Saudi Arabia. Oh, he's in bed with Saudi Arabia with a tutu on. Are you kidding me? He's dressing up like the rest of them. Oh my heavens, Jay Monahan. Yeah, he's in bed with him. He's the head of it all now. Oh, interesting how that worked out for you. That's sure why did. Rory's pissed. Rory, you got paid, and then I didn't get paid. When does Rory make the switch to That's live? why Stifler's upset, too. Stifler? Yeah. Scotty Stifler. Scotty Scheffler. Scheffler, that's his name. I'm like, Stifler's mom? What? Did you watch him put off the green the other day? I heard about it. You, yeah, listen, for a guy that's put off a green before, <laughs> and I have, I've put into a bunker. I did. I put into a bunker. Oh, man. It happens at Piners, and you'll see what I'm talking about when the U.S. Open is played there. Fortunately for us, we do have a Pinehurst number 2 expert on the air for when the U.S. Open is played in June. That's your coach. That's me, having played it six, seven times. Uh Amazing. Yeah. Uh Yes. Expert. With more to come next month, right? Aren't you going next month? Going there on the 20th, yeah. Pinehurst, right? Yeah, Yeah. Southern Pines. We're supposed to play number seven, number two, and number four. Jealous. But we're trying to get a sneak peek on number 10. Okay. Yeah, number 10, baby. You know what number 10 is? It's a new Tom Doak course that's supposed to open on April 4th. We're calling for a soft opening. A soft opening on the 10th. Do they mark it with an X? Oh. <laughs> Taylor's in Hyde Park. What's up, Taylor? Hey, what's going on, guys? What's up, Taylor? How you guys doing? Good, man. Oh, great. Nothing much. Nothing like talking about a bunch of, you know, prognosticators and, you know, six months in advance or even 12 months in advance for the season. And it just ended two uh, two days ago. Yeah, I know. Um, that's, that's, I call- how quick a cha- that's how quick we turn it around, you know? <laughs> I called about uh, Real Madrid, Yerk. But, yeah. man, I got to just say, say this, this quick little story. Uh, I went to 2016 uh, 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 Waste Management Open in, in, in Scottsdale, Phoenix, whatever you call it, Phoenix Open. And Hideki Matsuyama, I think, had a playoff against my guy, Ricky Fowler. It was, at the time, the best golf event I've ever been to. I said, why can't all the tournaments be like this? And the first golf event I went to, the best one I went to, was the Live Golf Event. They had so much stuff with the families, and the wife had a good time. They had music playing. So I'm like, guys, you guys need to shut up and just play golf and stop worrying about all the, you know, the, the stuff happening behind you. Just play golf and focus on golf. But, um, Yerk, yeah. today is the first leg of the Champions League. Leipzig. Real Madrid versus RP Leipzig. Yep. Obviously, Bellingham is out. Yep. Um, I got Vinicius scoring two goals. Origo putting in two assists to him. I, I got it here. What, what are your thoughts? Well, I, I, it's a decent draw for Real Madrid. Today starts Champions League today, play? Today starts the uh, knockout phase. The knockout it's phase. It's the first, first leg. leg of knockout first phase. First leg. Got it. Of, so they play home and home against so, each other. Uh, Copenhagen is playing Man City. Leipzig yeah. is playing Madrid. And Jude Bellingham just went down uh, against uh, Girona in a match between first and second place in La Liga. Wait, wait, Taylor, what are you doing? He twisted his ankle <laughs> twice. He was getting a sandwich probably. Twisted his ankle twice, so who ends up coming in for Jude Bellingham? Who? Cruz played, Valverde played, uh, Tukamani played, uh, Kamavinga played in the game against Girona. So you've got a number of choices they could come up with depending upon the way they want to play. Last week they played with two wide players, and Jude Bellingham kind of has a soft attacker in the middle. 
I think they changed that up against Leipzig today. Your knowledge okay? of soccer is... Well, they, 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 the, the Girona had two fullbacks that were very aggressive. Those are the outside defenders on the back four that were very aggressive upfield. Up and field. what they wanted to do is set those two guys behind them when they tried to hit them on the counter. They'd already be there, and it basically would be a three-on-two. Hmm. So... Well, Bellingham scored. Venincia scored. It was a 4 nothing demolishing of the second-place team and really kind of established uh, Madrid like as a team that's going to solidify the La Liga championships. Now, it depends what kind of moves Carlos Ancelotti makes today. And he's the esteemed manager yes, for Real Madrid. I'm going to make Ancelotti for dinner today. It's oh, going to be delicious. Just, well, you should. Can't wait. Make sure you use some Mexican cheese there. I, will. I right? love my Enchilada. Either way. Uh, it'll. It, they're not at full fledged. They're not at a hundred percent. But well, I think they're barely got a enough. favorite against. I think Leipzig. they got enough against Leipzig. It could be in Germany. I don't know where the game's at right know. now. It, it, Man City's a huge favorite, minus five hundred against Copenhagen. The game's in Germany. Yeah, the, the game's, game's in, Germany. in Germany. That's why you got a small favorite. So I, I'll be honest. Real Madrid gets out of this with a one zero win, one one tie, zero zero tie. That doesn't bother him because where are they going next? Back to the Barnabo. 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 I never, I never uh, understand. In soccer, is the top team the home team? Is it opposite of what we do here? I think so. The top team's home team? Yeah. When you're looking at the graphic? I believe so. Or like, I'm looking on the, so like on one of the betting websites, it says RB Leipzig versus Real Madrid. But Chris is saying that's in Germany. So yeah. they put the home team first, Chris? Yeah, so yeah. Like, is Copenhagen at home against Man City today? Yes, yeah, Copenhagen. Yeah, they so they put home. the home they put the home team first. Okay. Yeah. They do it backwards. They they do it differently over there. But I'm glad <laughs> they'd be able to break down Real Madrid for everybody. So they there. when when they're out there, they use their feet. Yeah. To, to handle the ball, right? It's a little different than say our it's American footballs that, that, that we play. Well, they don't throw uh, the no. ball. They, they, they use their feet. One guy can. He's got the different colored jersey, <laughs> yeah, yeah. and he's got these weird gloves yeah, on. Yeah, bright colors. Out. He so. can handle the ball, and then he can really throw it out to the side. He stands at one end, right? Uh, usually defending a goal. Yes. Uh, where that you primary guys. target of the offense is to get that ball okay. into you the goal. You guys are smart asses. Look, they've got a Holland on fire. Three legs, same game. Parley, Helanda scored two goals. Rodri, do you guys know who that is? Rodri, yes. Rodri, to have Rodri he's, they, they've been outstanding with him in the lineup. They yes. have one or more shot on target and then over nine and a half corners. That plays that pays plus 1,400. But uh, two plus goals, that's ambitious, isn't it? I mean, I know Holand's good, but two plus goals. You don't see a lot of guys. Well, he's rounding into form, too. He's been out pretty much the whole year. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, he's been playing as of late. I think he got a little action in the last last game. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So, you know, that's what you're looking at. They've already created for you. I will say this. uh, FC Copenhagen, uh, you you know when you you see the footage of overseas uh, matches and there's, like, the flags and there's uh, the, the flares going off? Copenhagen knows how to show out for Is that these right? matches. Yeah, it's it'll be a scene. Well, they're a huge underdog. I would say the same for Leipzig. Leipzig. The German Leipzig. teams are always Leipzig. Leipzig. They always turn out like that too. These betting sites have now because um, they love parlay so much. Take a guess why? Why do you think they love because parlay so much? Because they're a losing bet for the individuals that make them. Because the house has a huge advantage. These sites now are creating the parlays for everybody. Yeah, and they just splash it across the screen. Everyone's like, Carm, why don't you like parlays? I hit one the other day. Okay, good.
<laughs> let's see. Let's think about it for a second. Why do we think they're throwing parlays in your face? Wait, Is are it you are you saying they have a huge advantage? There's there's something to why every commercial features parlay play. Your same game parlay. Your in game parlay. Your three team parlay. Let's stop and think why they do this that. This morning we give you the palatable part. Yeah, but Carmen, I hit one six years Parley. ago and it paid fourteen hundred, and I've lost thirty grand since. But that fourteen hundred uh, winner was I, awesome. I, I don't. Who bets that kind of money on parlays, Carm? That's why you get the fourteen team stinger. That way, if you hit it one out of every ten thousand times, you made the money on the one no, time you hit. It's hard enough to hit a three way. Yurko's telling you to hit a fourteen team stinger, baby. <laughs> it's Carmen and York. We'll be right back. Chicago's home for sports on Twitch at ESPN 1000 Chicago. Carmen and Yurko are back. This is Chicago's home for sports. ESPN Chicago. Greg to Dosumu on three. Boy, he is shooting right out. Here comes Kobe. Into the corner, Dosumu again. Good. Oh, bang, bang, bang. Kobe. Nice move by DeRozan again past yeah. Hunter, who's a good defender. And Dosumu blows by and scores. Oh, what a move. Ayo all the way. What a move. Show and go. Ayo drives and ties his season nice. high with 24. Ayo again. Good. He's on fire. DeRozan against his old buddy in San Antonio. Murray finds Kobe White. Kobe White. The drive scoops and scores. Oh, let me get some butter with that roll. Adam Amin, Stacey King, NBC Sports Chicago last night as the Bulls win 136-126 in Atlanta. The starters were fantastic, and the Bulls maintain a two-game lead with a head-to-head win now against Atlanta. They are the ninth seed in the East, destined for the playing again. But that's what AK wants, so okay, that's what you're going to get. Uh, the Hawks, the tenth seed right now. The Rosen, Vooch, Kobe, and Io. You heard a lot of Io in that highlight montage. All with twenty plus points in last night's game, and I think the Bulls have one left before the break this weekend. If I'm not mistaken, York, maybe one or two. I think they play again Wednesday night in Cleveland, and then that's probably going to close the book on the first half for the Bulls. But they are the nine seed. And uh, it's very important for AK and company. They might be losing, Mar- though they do have two. They play in Boston. Uh, no, I'm sorry, uh, Wednesday. Wednesday's their last game. Then it's the All-Star break. They don't play again until next Thursday. So um, they play this in Cleveland on Wednesday. The All-Star break? The All-Star break is this weekend, yes. Cross that off. So the list. Bulls will have what, a nice week off. What night? Every member of the Bulls. Every member of the Every Bulls. Every member of the Bulls will have a nice, relaxing week off. Good. Every member. Same Get with ready. the front office. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, they're competitive, though. They're going to lose Eversley, maybe. You see, they had a lot of heavy lifting a couple weeks ago. Oh, wait I mean, a Who are they going to lose Eversley to? Well, Eversley's going to probably be in the running, it looks like, for the Hornets job. They've redone everything. They, You know, MJ sold. Kupchak is kind of going into, like, a different role within the organization. Eversley, it sounds like, according to reports, will definitely be in the running for the job in Charlotte. Did he put the fact that he worked in Chicago on his resume? I think he left or it did off. did he leave it off I think altogether. the Toronto and yeah. Philly portions look a little bit better, don't they? At least he can be like, hey, I was there when we drafted DeMar and Valanchunas. Yeah. You know, he can kind of, like, boast about that. Might be a little bit better than boasting about the Dalen Terry pick. I don't know. Uh, last night in the NBA, though, the real story was it, it's been fun to watch this kid, man. Victor Wembanyama, uh, who 
he's just a baby. He's 20, for crying out loud. Yeah. And, you know, you, you guys... Physically immature, too. Very much. Like, yeah. you guys always talk about what... The guys that work hard, what being in a professional organization for a full year or two can do to a guy's body as they get older and they fill out. Yeah. And they, yeah. they really, you know, start to work on their body. They start to get stronger. Now, he's been a pro for a while. I get it. He's been getting excellent training because he's been a pro overseas for a little while. But when you're in a professional organization and as your body really fills out matures and you hit your early 20s, like if you're committed to it, you know, you'd think that, and it seems like he is, that he could even get a little stronger. He leads the league in blocks, Yerk. So as a rookie, as a 20-year-old rookie, he's done great. But last night he had a 27.14 rebound, 10-block triple-double. And these kinds of things always make me wonder a little. Okay, so how many times has 20, 10, and 10 been done? Caveat or disclaimer, however you want to put it. When Bill Russell played, when Walt Chamberlain, uh, Walt Chamberlain, when Will, Will Chamberlain, Chamberlain played, played, when Walt Bellamy played, uh, when Will Chamberlain played, when Russell played, when um, George Mikan played, they did not have blocks as an official stat. Blocks weren't a stat, I think, to like 73 or something. So you're not going to find any Russell, any Wilt on this list because they didn't have that statistic, Yerk. I got you. So since they've been keeping that stat, and it's about 50 years. Last, how many players have done it? Well, last night was just the 41st game, and a few guys have done it a bunch of times. Last night was just the 41st 2010-10 game in NBA history. I'm, I'm ready for you. You ready? Do you know who's done it the most? I'll ask you that. Uh, Dikembe Mutombo. No. Patrick Ewing. No. Ralph Sampson. No. Mark Eaton. No. I think Sampson did have one, though, but no. Who's done it Dikembe the most? Dikembe did it a couple of times. Hold on. Out of all them players that I named, I didn't name the right guy. No. Hakeem Olajuwon. He did it the second most times. He did it eight times. Hakeem the Dream. There's a player that you're missing that did it nine times. It's more than anybody else in the history of the league. Chris Dudley. Definitely not Chris Dudley. Not Chris Just Dudley? never in a million years. He couldn't make his free throws. That's right. He couldn't score 20. Uh, hold on now. Let me go. Let me go. Let me go. Eastern or Western? Uh, Western Conference. Kai Kai Vandewedge. Not Kai Kai Vandewedge. Uh, I can give you some clues. Think the village people. Oh, boom, 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 boom. He was a cowboy. In the Navy. Oh, David Robinson. (laughs) I feel terrible. Yeah, another big center that I forgot all about. David Robinson did it nine times. I feel terrible. 50 points in his only tournament game his senior year. That's right. right. I think that's points. right. That's what the Admiral had. So the Admiral did it nine right. times. Wemby becomes just the, uh, it, it's just the 41st such game. He's also the youngest player to ever do it at 20 years and 39 days. Do you know who the previous youngest was to do it at 21 years old, 259 days? Detlef Shrimp. Nope. It was November 20th, 1993, and it was the one and only Shaquille O'Neal. Shaq. So he uh, sets the all-time record for the youngest player to ever do it. He also tacked on five assists. Now, this is amazing. He becomes just the sixth player ever. Again, this was not a stat prior to like 1971, I think it was. Yep. The blocks. You He's said 73. Now you 73, changed 71. I can't remember what I read. It, it was okay. either 71 or 73. It's one of those years. He's just the sixth player since they started tracking blocks to have a 20, 10, 10, and 5 game. And it hasn't been done in almost 30 Years and it's a guy you mentioned. The last guy to do it was Akeem Olajuwon, April thirteenth, nineteen ninety six. It's been almost thirty years, Yerk, since a guy had a twenty point, ten rebound, ten block, five assist game. Pretty incredible for Pretty a kid impressive. who just turned twenty. Damn impressive! It is damn impressive.
And that is our NBA fix for the day. For the day. Nice job. I'm glad you watched that. I own Kobe White, baby. Continues glad you to be the check. best stories of the Bulls. Yeah, I, I'm glad you checked that. Now, I, I own, love watching Wemby. I got to admit, I do. Like, he's I a, took a sophomore year off last year. He did. Right? He took a sophomore year off. And Kobe regressed last year. Both of them. And then all of a sudden, now they've found a way to flourish. They've played better. I wonder why. I think we know why. I wonder why. Well, I think we know why, too. But I just say I wonder why. I want to leave that out for our listeners to ponder a little bit. Why? Ponder. Uh, the young saplings finally got enough sunlight to see to grow. I wish Patrick Williams would do that. Now, he's had another year where he's been hurt a little bit. He hasn't played lately. But, like, I wish Patrick Williams would be one of those saplings that would grow, Yurko. I mean, but there's like, nobody really covering him up. He just refuses to let the sun shine on him. Maybe. Don't you think? Maybe. He hadn't had the opportunity? No. He. Uh, well, I think it's weird when you're asking a young guy who's trying to find some confidence. Like, he can't really assert himself because he's the like corner. the fourth option. Yeah. yeah. You know, stand in the corner. You know, you, know you, you, you look at the way Lowry's blossomed a little, and it's because it's sort of been freed up where he can be more the man in a, in a place where there's not as much expected and they're just okay. And he's kind of blossomed. I don't know. Maybe the same thing happens with Patrick Williams. He goes somewhere else. I don't know. I'm not sure what to make of that. I, I, listen, I'm I'm befuddled by what the Bulls have become. Yeah, just yeah, hey, we're the ninth seed again. Guess what? Everything was perfect, right? Got rid of Gar. Got rid of Pax. Everything's going to be great, right? What happened? Nothing. I will say this: when you look at the development of players, like Io has been the man at different levels. You know, in high school. Yep. Even at Illinois. Yep. So, like, to see him finally starting to break out and score a little, hit three-point shots, it's like, well, he's done that before in his basketball life. Same with Kobe. Kobe's done that. Kobe's done it. Yeah, in North Carolina, he was, he, was a, he was a scorer. Yeah. I th- the, the thing that always concerned me about Patrick Williams is he's never been that player. Yeah. And he's at so any raw, level. right? Like he's been any, yeah. an athletic talent, but right. he's never been the guy. And it was a one and done year at Florida State and even there, right? It was kind of like Yeah, well he was there like sixth man. There yeah. were a lot of those games he didn't even start. Which is and, I know you're right. So so you know, I know a lot of that went back to the way that their head coach kind of handles older uh, players yeah. and he wants them to start and he brings the younger guys off the bench, which is a little different in this day and age. Yeah. But like at no point was he ever the man. That's a good point. It is. And we just we certainly haven't seen it at this level. And I was hoping he'd be one of those guys that could finally take a step. And we just haven't seen it. Pete's in Skokie. Hey, Pete. Petey. Peter. Pete from Skokie. He's got us on mute going once, going twice. He's fumbling around on the phone. Wait, unmute, unmute. Pete, unmute. All right, he going. Uh, we'll take a break. We'll come back. We can sneak in some more phone calls. 312-332-3776. Bears, Fields, Bulls, anything you want to talk about with us. In 30, we'll go out to the desert, start some spring training hits with Jesse Rogers. He'll be covering the Cubs and Sox again for us while he's out there for ESPN.com. It's Carmen and York. We're, uh, we'll be right back. You're listening to Carmen and Yurko. Listen to us now. Live on the ESPN Chicago app. Chicago's home for sports. ESPN Chicago. Dan Graziano from ESPN.com has got a story up about the free agents, mostly the quarterbacks. Uh, quarterbacks that are free agents, quarterbacks that could be traded, and the incoming quarterbacks in the NFL that are going to make this, as he puts it, one of the most interesting offseasons in a while. Of course, he starts with Kirk Cousins because Kirk Cousins is probably the best of the group that is 
available, right? Even though he's far from perfect. Kirk Cousins pretty good. Kirk Cousins was playing like the MVP for a little bit before he got hurt this year, too, actually. I don't know if he would have sustained or maintained that, especially without Justin Jefferson, but he really was playing well. So he writes about Cousins. He writes about Baker Mayfield. I'm not the world's biggest Baker fan, but he had a nice year. He got them to the playoffs. Third on his list is Justin Fields, Yurko. And he writes, the Bears seem unlikely to trade away the number one pick for a second year in a row. And if that ends up being the case, Fields likely will be on a new team for 24. He has shown enough as an NFL starter that the Bears should be able to get something of value, maybe a second rounder. But he's far from a finished product. He was 23rd in total QBR, 29th in completion percentage in 2023. Which offensive coordinator can get the most out of Fields? And can he be a productive long-term starter for another team? Chicago's looming decision will be a big off-season domino. Yes, it certainly will be. And he has done enough, I think, to convince somebody else that needs a quarterback that he can be a starter. But how True. far can he elevate or lift a team or carry a team? I have And if you believe questions. Caleb Williams is the only quarterback coming out and you're a team looking for a quarterback and you don't believe in Jaden Daniels or Drake May or J.J. McCarthy or you know, Penix or Bo Nix or any of these guys, then your choice is then to go get a veteran guy. And he could be the guy that... Yeah, still with kind of a cost certainty on him for two years, for you two know years. you're going to give him about $29 million. For two years, and then if, he's, if he is really good, a franchise tag potentially, right? You know, I mean, like that, that would be in place. So there's a little bit of certainty. If you like it's not him, 50 million. If you like him, you cut a deal with him. You know, you make a deal. Yes. You know, is it the Jacob, not Jacobs, who's the quarterback out in um, Danny Jones? Daniel Jones. Is it the Daniel Jones deal? Mm-hmm. And let's face it, the $40 million mark, it's the 10th quarterback. Yeah, you looked it up. Three He's people tenth, right? tied at 10th. Yeah, Dak Prescott said 40 million, and there's another quarterback at 40 million. So there's three quarterbacks at $40 million. Believe it or not, like Mahomes is somewhere down around 10, not one. You know, because he did his deal a couple of years yeah, ago. Yeah, he's probably... I think he's due for a bonus. Right, he's more at about the uh, eighth, no, seventh or sixth level. Okay. Yeah, I looked it up, AVB. You know, obviously the quarterbacks that have signed recently are up there. You know, at yeah. the 55, 53, $51 million mark. Yeah. Then after that, you get into the 40s, and then you're everybody's stacked at $40 million. Waddle and Sylvia and Tyler and uh, the crew yesterday and Mello were having a conversation about, yeah, just we, we did this a lot, and we have with Mahomes' run. I mean, you watched it through the playoffs, and he just he keeps adding playoff victories. I mean, he's got 15 of them already. He's, you know, he's 29 next year. Uh, you know, the next uh, upcoming 2024 NFL season. It's crazy. 15 playoff victories. He's got three Super Bowls. You're still chasing Tom Brady because what Tom Brady accomplished over a 20-plus year career is simply, I mean, he really has no peer, let's face it. To, to win seven Super Bowl rings as a quarterback, this is not a guy that bounced around, found himself in some advantageous situations, collected some rings. Uh, this is the quarterback. This is the, like, he was the man. You know, maybe not as much in that first one because he was so young and green, but seven. And I don't think there's any doubt that when you talk about the player of the century in sports in North America, uh, I won't get into Messi and Ronaldo. We don't have to do worldwide. Because Messi would certainly be probably that player internationally. Uh, but Tom Brady's the player of the century, right, in North American sports. I, I can't – you really can't make an argument for anybody else. As great as Mahomes has been, he still is – he's still chasing what Brady yes. achieved. Well, it's interesting because everybody's so quick to say, hey, 
Patrick Mahomes is the GOAT. Patrick Mahomes is this. They're ready to make those declarations now, but nobody does it for Andy Reid. Mm. Right? They're hand in hand. Nobody ever says Andy Reid's the GOAT. Well, why? Because they see Belichick's still out there. Belichick's got all those championships. Nobody will ever say that about Andy Reid being the greatest ever because they know Belichick is sitting there in front of him and other coaches with victories. So why is it all of a sudden Patrick Mahomes gets anointed to being the GOAT when he's nowhere, he's not even halfway there? Isn't it probably because, uh, did I see, is, this the, is the stat right that Andy Reid is the fifth coach to win three Super Bowls? Yeah, I believe that's right. It's Belichick, it's Landry, um, Chuck Noll, Chuck Noll, Walsh, uh, Bill Walsh won three, Joe and then Gibbs. It, oh, Joe Gibbs won three. Yeah, yep. Yeah. That's all. That's six. Yeah, Chris like I, I heard that, and yep. I was like, that's kind of crazy that that few individuals have that many Super Bowls. Yes, as head coach, those guys have a lot of them. When you start adding them up, right? Belichick's got six of them. Noll's got four of them. Yep. <laughs> They got a whole bunch. Andy's got three. Andy's got three. The rest have three, I think. Landry's got three, right? Three. Landry's got three. Gibbs has three. Chuck Noll has four. Yeah, Chuck Noll has four. I said that yeah, one. Okay, sorry. Yeah. Shula only two, right? You're- Shula only two. So two. Two for Shula. Lombardi only two. Lombardi two, the first two. Shula played what, like for five? Did they play in five or is that too high? Is it four? No, I think that's too high. Four maybe? Yeah, the other one was the one that Marino was in. Yeah, you might be right. I think maybe four. I don't think Miami lost, lost another one. Uh, I thought Miami lost one of the airlines. Am I wrong? Sometimes my uh, well, you could be. There's right. so many. There's they, so much uh, NFL trivia at this point. There's so much two, Super Bowl. The one yeah, two maybe lost two one. and lost yeah. two. I thought maybe didn't they lose? Uh, I'm looking it up. Uh, they lost to the Cowboys in '72. There you go. And then they yeah. won in '73. There you go. I think that's. Uh, Did they win '71 or no? No, '71 Super Bowl was Baltimore and Dallas. Dallas won. Or yeah. uh, Baltimore one. I think he played in, I think he coached in five. And he won two and lost three. That's exactly what it was. He coached in, uh, so 71, they lost. They were Super Bowl champs in 72 and 73. Then uh, 82, uh, they lost. And in eight, I think they lost. I went to the Niners. Does that sound right, Yerk? And then I they lost. Then they lost in 84. They might have lost that one in the Niners. I, it's too many to remember all of them. But, yeah, he coached in five. He lost a couple. Yeah, he uh, lost to Washington. That's what it was, Washington. Uh, and then yeah. San Francisco. Washington and San Fran. Yeah, there you go. 82, 97, and 91 are Washington Super Bowls. Yeah. Yep. It's pretty – yeah, but it's a kind of remarkable. It's a small group of guys. But, you know, to your point, York, why does he not – why is Reed not talked about? Well, he's got – he's still chasing six, yeah. you know. Still chasing six. Well, I'm just saying you can't say it about Mahomes if you're not saying the same thing about Andy Reid. Who is so to lighten up on the Patrick Mahomes is the goat until he gets to six and maybe he's got a chance to tie it? I don't think people are. Are, are people really calling him the goat? Yes. I think people are saying he's no. the most talented, best quarterback they've ever seen. No yeah. one's saying that no. what he's accomplished is better than what Brady accomplished. No, I keep hearing it. It's over. It's, it's well, you're an idiot. If you, you're an idiot. If you I look at what Brady accomplished oh, and say, saying that. Yeah, they're an, idiot. They're an yeah. idiot. If you look at what Brady accomplished and you're saying that Mahomes yes. and what he's accomplished is better than what Brady accomplished, you're yeah, an idiot. Just I not. agree 100%. They're two different He's, conversations. I wish we'd send them all to the NFL people that were sitting there on stages post Super Bowl. Idiots. Yeah. Brady is without Idiots. question the North American athlete of this century. And the most accomplished. And the most accomplished. The most yes. accomplished athlete of this century. Uh, of this century, of this generation. You know, Michael before him. This is Tom Brady. 
If you went sport to sport for the NBA, would it be LeBron or Kobe? Or Steph? For as what? NBA. Like, who's the NBA player of this century? Is it LeBron, oh, Steph, boy. or Kobe? That's a tough question. I think you'd have to go with um, LeBron. That's what I think. I think we're going to be in the minority, though, Yurko, because yeah. people don't like LeBron, especially I know, here. I got that. I understand I th- that. I'm with you. You I said think of LeBron. this century. This century. Yeah. I mean, LeBron's going to have all of the... He's been here the whole All the century. stats. All the longevity stats will be in LeBron's favor. Yeah. And I know, you know, people always, yeah, but he lost six titles. Okay, he won four as well. He took three different, he was the best player on three different teams that won finals. He's basically been, for the last, what would you say, 15 years, any team LeBron James has been on has been a reasonable championship contender. For 15 straight years. Like it's, he's a four time MVP. His whole career is in this. Whole career. Century. 2003 was drafted. So it's, yeah, it's in this century. I, I think people would tell us, no, you guys are not, because they don't like him, like it's Kobe or it's Steph. But I, I'm with you. I'd say LeBron. Hockey, Sidney Crosby, right? He's got three cups and two gold medals. Take your word for it. <laughs> <laughs> sure. Sure, Carm. Yeah, I mean, that sounds probably, good. He's well, probably one yeah. of the five or six best players What about ever. OV? Yeah, what about Ovechkin? Oh, that, that's a good one, because he's going to break a Thank pretty you. significant See? record. Yeah. But but Crosby Crosby was the captain of two Canadian uh, uh, gold medal teams. He's won three cups. Who leads Who leads the NBA in thirty point games? In thirty point thirty games. point games career thirty point. I've games. got to think it's Wilt. No, Michael. Then. It's Michael Jordan. Michael. Okay. Boy, was, I'm shocked. It's who's not second? Wilt. LeBron. LeBron James is second. Where's Wilt on that? He's list? got thirty fewer. Thirty fewer. I believe this is right. Thirty fewer. 30-point games in 400-plus games. Right. Jordan yeah, played. Yeah. Don't forget, Jordan's the, Jordan has an even higher scoring average than Will. Jordan's Yo. got the highest scoring average yes. ever. No, I concur. Yeah. I agree. Yeah. But, you know, when people want to make the comparison and they want to say something and they want to say championship, they say, let's do 30-point games. Yeah. And 400 more games than Jordan played. And he's got 30 fewer. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, it's like that's it. Big disparity. I'm stopping at that point. I can stop. <laughs> that's five extra seasons. That's awesome. It's five extra seasons, right? Yeah. Five extra seasons he's played. Yeah. And he's still chasing the goat. So it's so when people say things, silly things, dumb things, and you know you got your young guys now, you know who are thirty. Oh, and they, all they've ever seen in their life is is LeBron James, and then you hear that and you just, yeah, not really. Yeah. Pipe down a little bit. All right, if you want to jump in, uh, you can ring us up at 312-332-ESPN. <laughs> Not you. They do. They talk too much. The, the idiots. Those, those idiots. Yeah, the yeah, idiots. The village there. idiots yeah. and their faces all my, my son and his friends, you know, they just, but they're oh, misguided. They're too, young. They're too they're young. young idiots. They don't know. Yeah, yeah they're young idiots. Yeah, they don't know any better. They see LeBron. They're, you know, they're like, yeah, when they get off a thing, you just kind of give them a little tap and say, come on, back on track. When I tell them, Let's stay focused. You know, 30 years from now, they'll be telling their kids who, you know, Joe yeah. Blow came along and, right. oh, he's better than LeBron. They're going to say, no, 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 slow your roll. LeBron was better. I said, that's just the way it goes. They said, you guys don't know anything you're young and you're dumb and michael's the greatest and just listen to what i'm telling you and be done with it already it's carmen and york we'll be right back you're listening to carmen and yurko follow the show on twitter at carmen defalco and at yurko 64 this is espn chicago chicago's home for sports to build off of uh, what you were saying yurko going to break you know 
all the 30-point games Michael had in his career. Try to tell these youngsters sometimes. That Michael's got the highest scoring average. What Michael averaged with th- is it 30.1 30. 30. points per game? That's the highest ever. I say to these young kids, I say, guys, he did it without shooting threes. They didn't shoot threes back then. If it were as important then as it is today, if we knew the simple importance of it, which we should have. I mean, it's just math, people. And it's not even like complicated. It's not even analytics. It's right. like three's better than two. It's right. pretty simple. And as long as you shoot better than 33.3% right. from three-point range, you are at a statistical advantage. So, like, it's barely math. I mean, like, it's barely math, Yurko. Like, that's math I can do. Yes. You know, we're not talking about advanced calculus here. Yeah. Like, it's pretty simple. We should have known back then, but we didn't. And you just looked it up. Michael took one and a half threes a game. I mean, Larry Bird took two threes a game for crying out loud. Like, it just, it was not a thing when we were kids. I mean, Michael did that. Like, am I crazy to think? Like, he's he's averaging all those points without the right. benefit of a three-point line. They didn't shoot threes back In then. In the easiest way they to look it, at it, if from two-point range you shoot six of 12, you score how many points? 12 points, 12 right? points. Six times two is 12. If from three-point range you make four of 12, you've got 12 you points. shot 33%, yes. you still have 12 points. But if for some reason you're hot and you shoot six for 12... From the three-point range, you have now 18 points. You're winning 18 to 12. All you need is one more. Yeah. You right. Know, that five out of 12 is better than the six out of 12. Exactly. I'd, that, I'd add this. Exactly. Um, you said we should have known this. We should have known, Chris. I, I'm going to say this. I think any kid who was smaller growing up knew this advantage. Because when you're on the playground, you're playing 21, you're playing one-on-one, you're playing with a group of guys out in the playground – I always knew I had no chance beating kids who were older than me, who were better than me, if I was going to play them straight up and try and get to the hoop or whatever the case may be. I knew as a smaller kid growing up, the only chance I had was doing what Yurko said and matching them bucket for bucket and hopefully getting hot and hitting one more additional three-point shot compared to their twos yes. to then beat them. See? As a small, shrimpy, little loser kid, I knew this advantage, and I always – it never uh, – I, I never thought to myself, like, this is a, a revolution that's going to take basketball to the next level. It was like, this is my only chance to survive is me chucking up these long threes you, you and hopefully who, making a couple. It, it you makes know so much knew, sense. Though, right? It does make sense. You know who knew, though? And they mocked them. Who? Oh, Rick uh, Westhead yeah. at Loyola Marymount. Uh, Paul Westhead. Paul Westhead. Yes. Thank you. Paul, Paul Westhead, Westhead yeah. at Loyola Marymount. Well, he was pretty smart. Yeah. I mean, but what were they doing there with yes. Bo Kimball and Hank Gathers and, and the white kid from Australia? I believe he was from Australia. Uh, yeah, I think, I, I think yeah, you're what, right about what, that. What were they doing? They were setting up shop at the three-point lane. I mean, the three-point line and making things happen, I believe. Yeah, you're right about that. Uh, that that crew was pretty smart, though. Like, the Westhead Westfall crew was right. uh, pretty, they were pretty savvy. They were and pretty together. Little did I know, but Hank Gathers was supposed to go to USC. I, I, saw I a think special that's correct. This. Yes. He was supposed to go to George Raveling or something, uh, was recruiting those guys at USC. Yeah. And something went to muck, and they ended up going someplace else. They ended up going with Paul Westfall, and they ended up at Loyola Marymount. Yeah. Paul, good old Paul Westhead, baby. Yeah, they, you're right. Westfall. So, Paul, that was Paul West's fall. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That Rick was Paul West's fall. Is a different guy. Yeah. 
Uh, let's go to, let's see here. Oh, somebody had a good one, but they dropped off the phone. Somebody said uh, they would like to make the argument that Michael Phelps was the athlete of this century in North America. Yeah, you can, you can get rid of that thought and flush it down the well, toilet. I mean, how many gold medals? That is kind of impressive. So nothing that happens once every four years is impressive. <laughs> Chris is in Wooddale. What's up, Chris? How's it going, guys? Good, man. So, obviously, MJ is the goat in basketball, but in football, it's pretty easy, guys. The same way uh, Brady had to become the GOAT by going to Tampa and winning one, obviously Mahomes has to win another one or two, but he's got to win one without Andy Reid for him to become the GOAT. Uh, what do you think? Uh, yeah. I don't know. I, I don't know if that's that interesting, Chris. Necessarily put right? it that way, but it's interesting to think about, Chris. He's going to have to win one without Andy at some point. Two different teams. It is amazing that Brady did that. In the first year, too. Well, remember, Jameis Winston threw for 5,000 yards with that same team. He threw 30 interceptions was the problem. That Bruce Arians offense was always yeah. pretty good, you know? It really was. So he went into a situation that was pretty damn good also. Matt's in Skokie. Hey, Matt. Hey, how's it going? Good. Um, okay, so yeah, I was listening about what you guys were talking about earlier about Mahomes being the GOAT. And I like what the previous caller just said about he has to go somewhere to win something else. Well, with Andy Reid, we saw Andy Reid on other teams with other good teams, and he never got there. It was Patrick Mahomes that, like, put him over the top. And I think Andy Reid is a very, very good coach, but I don't think you can call him the GOAT. Now, for Patrick Mahomes, you can think he's the GOAT, but you're wrong. It's like Tom Brady and Montana, in my opinion, are definitely still above him, like 100%. But what I want to ask you is, so for Mahomes, like, yeah, is it, uh, is it just seven championships? Like, that's the precedent we've set to get him to the GOAT status, or is it other things? Because just looking at him, you think he's better talent than Tom Brady yeah, as a young man. Yeah, I, think, I, think, I, think he, I think he, he definitely needs eight, is. and he needs it at two different teams. Well, you like and it two he needs it without Andy Reid. He needs thanks. eight to get past him. Can't think, tie him. you got to get past him. I think he's past Montana, though. Who, Montana? I think so. Talking about Brady. No, I know, I know, but our caller said he still has Montana and Brady ahead of him, just counting championships. But I think he's past Montana. Montana did win four. But I think he's passed him. Am I wrong? You think so? I'm trying to figure out how is he passed him. I'm trying I just to, think he's better. I'm trying to think of the way he's passed him. Well, he'll, that's the proof's in the pudding. He's got the rest of his career in front of him. I think he's better. No, you think he's better, so you're anticipatory. You're anticipating he's going to win another championship. Yeah. Well, I mean, if you had to make a wager over the next 10 years, you believe that Patrick Mahomes is going to win a championship. If I had to bet, boy, winning championships is hard, man. Right. But, um, yeah, I'd bet Mahomes wins another one. Okay. I, I would. If you gave me a 10-year window. I'm giving you a 10-year window. Yeah. I would bet he wins one more. Would right. you bet that? Would you make that bet? I, I'm saying that's 10 years that are productive portion of his career, that's right. right? That's right. No, yeah, absolutely. He'll play up till what, he's 38? 38. Yeah. Okay. Would you bet that? Would I bet it? I'd bet, I'd bet with the field. You'd bet the field. I'd bet a field bet before I'd bet that bet. It is hard. Like, yeah. as, as easy as they've made it look. It's not. But I think I would still put my money down on he'll win one I'd more. I bet than the on the team. other six good teams in the NFL. Hmm. That's interesting. All right, ring us up. We're also going to uh, take uh, talk a little baseball with Jesse Rogers. Uh, find out how the White Sox plan to go forward here with Dylan Cease. Sure sounds like it's going to be an in-season, you know, mid-season trade deadline move. We'll catch up as uh, the Cubs and the Sox start report, uh, starting to report to spring training. We'll get out to the desert and talk to Jesse when we come back in two minutes.